smell something? Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Chancellor. I'm Josh. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we are fooling around this week. We have some really fun games, I guess you could say. We were sexy games. Sexy Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, maybe after we Nothing turn the mic. Nothing is sexier off. than card games. Come on. You get you get a game Nothing of Uno. Nothing is sexier than approaching a stranger in an elevator and pitching him your movie. That is true. Oh, nice segue there. Uh, we're playing a, today. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be playing a game. Um, I, I'll go into a little bit more detail about it, but we're playing sort of a card game on air, and you'll be able to buy this game later, and you can maybe win a copy. But will the game be released by the time this episode airs? Will absolutely be. I had to coordinate be that for the last two weeks. <laughs> okay, people. Technically, it's not out when we're recording it now. So the links will all be in the show notes. So now it's exclusive. So <laughs> yeah, I got a beta deck. I'm I'm I'm, I'm awesome. But so this is an exclusive first. <laughs> exclusive first. We this is our first exclusive. Um, this but is as, an exclusive exclusive. It's an exclusive exclusive. Yes. Breaking exclusive. It's really hard to say when you have a lisp. It does. Is it exclusive? <laughs> exclusive. Why does got... lisp have the word the letter s in it? I've always wondered. Because whoever invented the English language sucks and they hate bad. You. Specifically, you, Translate. I hate you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, as always, we start every episode, or we try to start every episode, by asking the question, What have you been watching? And we'll throw it to Chanster. Chanster, okay. what have you been watching well, this yeah, week? I am very excited to say that this week I got the wonderful chance to finally see three billboards in <gasps> Ebbing, Missouri. Oh. What do you think? Ah, oh, number three, man. Like, it is easily number three, what? Uh, of my okay. top 10. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I can't remember the rest of the movies in there. You, you I remember had, two and one. You had this is a lot of Roar and Roaring Shape of Water. Yeah, so that was one and two. Ebbing is three. Uh, and, oh, man, just everything about that movie was so good. The ending, it was funny because me and my wife, Except we argued. the Australian actress. She oh, was yeah. awful. I honestly couldn't figure out whether she was Australian or not because first she sounded Southern, then she sounded English when she was doing I like think the whole. she started trying to do an accent and then they're like, oh, this isn't working. No, just do your her. normal accent. Is she a major or is she like. She's frequently. Woody Harrelson's wife in yeah. the movie. Oh, and so. She's, so she's, in, she's, a, she's a supporting she's character, in, but not like a main supporting character. She has character. three main scenes with a lot of dialogue and the first one she sounded Southern. The second one I thought she was English maybe Australian. Third one, it sounded like someone doing a bad Australian accent. And then I Googled it. She is an Australian. She's also a rapper, which I Wait. haven't... Yeah, no. I haven't had the chance to like so Google it and actually listen. Sorry? Is it Iggy Azalea? It's not Iggy Azalea, thankfully. But she did go to the Michael Fassbender School of Acting where he changed the accent. Oh, right, yeah. Or was it the... Oh, someone did a really rubbish accent. The, the Sam Worthington School of Accent Training. Yeah. <laughs> where just don't... Just, no, do it for half the movie. What? Do, it, do it for some scenes, half the no, time. No, but in those scenes, you flit in and out of it. That's yeah, like absolutely. You don't want to like 100% commit. You um, keep the resistance on their toes. I, I do want to say Three Billboards has not my favorite, not the most over the top uh, Sam Rockwell dancing scene, but <gasps> probably one of my favorites. He dances it's so, in this as well? He dances in it. Okay, tell me a Sam Rockwell film where he doesn't dance. No, I'm, I'm just, trying to remember when he dances. In, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's no, very no, small. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very small, but it's very effective. I'm excited even more. And it's to ABBA. So That's I'm in right. love. Uh, Is, do you consider this as far as Martin McDonough's stuff? Mm. Yeah. You, where does Bruges? it sit as far as In Bruges, it Seven Psychopaths, like, and Three Bills? I honestly probably like all three of them the same amount for different oh, reasons. Yeah. Because no, uh, like, even though they're the same person and they... Like, Martin Madonna has such a clear voice in these movies, but they are so different yeah. in, in, like, 
not really their tone, but the, but like their themes and stuff. Um, I got to say, this one made me. Well, probably because I actually saw this one with someone. Because I saw this with my wife, and we talked a lot about it afterwards and what the ending meant and like how I. Do you reckon, like everyone else ranting on film Twitter, that it's it's about vindicating abusive police officers, racist abusive police officers? That is like people are hating on that movie hardcore because of that. Oh wow, really? Because I I really liked Sam Rockwell's arc. Uh, once again, Sam Rockwell. I don't think he's redeemed, but I don't think anyone's redeemed in that. No one. I think redeemed. that's the point. Absolutely. And then that, that's, that's what I love about it. Uh, Sorry, we're not. Oh fuck! Josh hasn't seen it. We need to avoid spoilers. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like speak <laughs> as vaguely as possible. Uh, but like Sam Rockwell once again pulls off this amazing, uh, incredibly unlikable, likable person. Yeah, like I, I, that was he was probably my favorite part of Poltergeist the remake. Uh, I couldn't even with him in it. I just didn't like. No, it, it was it was a bad movie. But like, I was like, oh man, he makes daddy issues look good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, I think it was a really just a really great movie. And that's all I saw this week. This week, Josh, what have you seen this week? Well, I saw a lot of stuff, but I'll save that for another time. But I'm just going to talk about The Shape of Water because holy fuck. <laughs> You're a bit late, Josh. Come on, get on the bandwagon. Uh, shut up, John Stewart. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, it only just I came out. I didn't get to like... see it early with you guys. <laughs> but no, I saw it last night actually with Shane. It's Shane's second time doing it. You're my like, second yeah, time seeing it, yes. It, it just seized me, grabbed me and pulled me into its wonderful, wonderful world. And I was crying. And I sat I cried, in I cried. silence. Fruity and credits. I uh, believe Shane was trying to. He was like waiting patiently, impatiently. Yeah, to, like, I wanted to do what he thought. I did cry. And, I cried more on the second time, actually. Oh, really? Stuff because I think I wasn't. I, I was because uh, the first time I saw it, I was trying to figure out where it was going because it didn't quite. It wasn't quite what you thought it was going to be, it's but in the best kind of way. Think. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought it'd be more uh, closely linked to like that underground facility, but like it escaped a lot more and like it journeyed a lot more where I didn't know it was going to go. And oh, it's so beautiful, and like it's all its allegories and like metaphors. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's great. It's and such a good movie. Performances across the board are amazing. Um, Michael Shannon obviously plays these Michael Shannon stuff, but he does stuff that really scares me. It was like it was yeah. creepy. The fingers, the finger the ripping finger, off the fingers. The fingers. Oh, it was gross. Um, and yeah, was, I can't it's, even. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a movie it's still fresh in my mind. I feel, I believe last night I had a dream about water, so just, just take that. <laughs> He was dreaming. He's the prince without voice, except he has voice. So, um, and I was fucking a fishman. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fishman. We um, all have that dream. Hey, okay, well, what have I been watching? Because no one asked me that. I asked everyone else. Hey, Shane, <laughs> what have you been watching? Man? Yeah, oh, you didn't even just tell us, us a little. Like, <laughs> um, I watched. I watched a lot this week. I watched. Uh, so I binged the whole of this television show called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, which cool. Need to watch I it. vaguely heard about it because it was on like, you know, they're like, oh, great shows in 2017 that you probably missed. Was Lists. it on Hulu or something? Yeah, it's a, no, no, it's an Amazon show. Amazon, okay. Amazon yeah. show. Um, uh, it's famous because it's created by Amy Sherman Palladino, who's very famous for Gilmore Girls. And she's known for snappy Sorkin dialogue. And this is sort of like so good. But I reckon you'd love the plot chance because it's about a woman. It's like... They fuse so it's set in like the fifties, like yeah. late fifties, and it's this woman who's like the the idealistic housewife. She does everything to perfection. That does sound like something I love. <laughs> I watch no, Stepford um, Wives because like that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Robots. Um, but uh, what happens is she her life kind of goes awry from her plans that she has, and she 
takes up a career in stand-up comedy in the fifties when she and she interacts with like Lenny Bruce okay. and all that. They're like characters in it, and it's it's really cool. The show's about the kind of this fusion of this wholesome fifties imagery with the underground stand-up comedy where they're like fuck this, fuck that, and it's so it's really good. And the execution of the show is really great because pretty much eighty percent of it is shot in these like five-minute-long tracking shots on steady cams for the whole lot, just oh, wow. every scene, and it's so, so good. I, I It won the Golden Globe for Best Comedy Series and, and won, she, she won for Best, best Comedy Actress. Actress and that was what cued me to finally go around to watching because I was like, oh, I heard about it on list and then I sort of think, I'm like, okay, let's let's watch her. I sat down, binge the whole lot in like two days. It's really good. Okay. Um, it kind of reminds I'm pretty sure this is a movie. I'm just looking it up now. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Punchline. Uh, oh, no, no, really no. great 88 film, I want to say. Uh, 80s film uh, starring Tom Hanks and cool. someone, Sally Field. And like Sally Field plays this like suburban mum who's like married to John Goodman and she's trying stand up and John Goodman just hates her for it. And it's just a really interesting movie. Um, surprisingly, really feel good at the end as well. Okay, so it's um, called cool. Stand Up uh, Punchline. Punchline. Okay, yeah, I remember up. when I first started comedy, someone suggested the movie to me, and it really blew me away. I completely forgot about it until you just mentioned that now. Okay, well, um, and so what else I watched? I watched The Post, Steven Spielberg's yep. Post. Awesome. How was it? Live up to the hype. It. I Your don't hype. think it's the best movie of the year, but all the things that people say about it are true to one extent or another. I think it's so very timely. Clean camera work, basically. I, I expected wild, like, out there camera work. He does some moments. That, there's one moment, like, at the climax, the, the big, like, climax of the movie. He does a thing that right. I thought was visually the, one of the coolest decisions I've right. seen him make. Um, but they kind of shot it. It's very... Did a lot of tracking shots, a lot of run and gun sort of stuff because I found out, I was listening to a podcast with him being interviewed by Patty Jenkins and it turns out from the moment he finished reading the script because he was in po- he was in post-production on Ready Player One and then he was prepping a film, The Kidnapping of Mr. Something Rather with Mark, Mark Rylance, Rylance in yeah. the lead and he read the script for the post and he's like, I have to make this, I have to make this. So from the moment he finished reading the script to handing in the answer print. The finished movie was nine months. Oh, jeez. It is nuts. It's, it's crazy. You did a period piece, of a long sort of – I don't know how he fucking pulled it off. I thought 11 months for Sherlock Herbal Holmes. Herbal tea, man. Good. He drinks peppermint tea. It's all he drinks. Yeah, he doesn't uh, do coffee. Because he doesn't do coffee. He doesn't do any drug of any kind except peppermint tea, which yeah. doesn't even I mean, let's, let's be honest. He was probably doing drugs in the 70s. <laughs> but, uh, everyone was. So, um, and I watch Coco. Oh yeah, how's that? Good. It's it's very good. It's very full of feels. I think the Book of Life is way better, and I know there's a rivalry, and everyone's like, "There's not a rivalry," but the Book of Life deals with the same kind of themes, but in a more. We've already divided some friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've had arguments with friends over it, but it's it's it deals You've divided Mexican friends, man, and they know yes. what they're talking about when it comes to Day of the Dead. Ah, uh, yeah, Dia de Muertos. Um, they. I think uh, the Book of Life deals with it in a much more mythic structure, which just yeah. to me, I mean, Del Toro produced it, so obviously yeah. it's going to be more in that tone that I like anyway. I think Coco does hit the emotions really well and Coco deals with it in a more personal, just family members yeah. kind of story, which I thought was really good. I'm kind of excited about the fact that like, and I don't think it is ripping it off because I've, I've read a lot about the uh, pre-production behind Coco, but the fact that we have these two holiday movies of a holiday that is not strictly Western. It's specifically a Mexican mm. holiday. It's got me kind of excited to see what else we're going to be doing with, ho- like, I can't right. think, like, where's our St. Patrick's Day movie? 
Yeah, I want to see a I Day of the Dead the directed by What's-His-Face where it's got like Jessica Alba and a billion other people and they all like get together and die, I guess. I don't know. That'd be fun. So like basically like the New Year's Eve. Yeah. Like, the New Year's Gary Marshall. We Gary resurrect Gary Marshall's, Marshall's from Day of the Dead. dead. Yeah. It makes sense. What else would you do? <laughs> um, but, you know, it was good. Like I'd, I'd rate it, well, I don't think it's Pixar's best. I'd rate it probably around the same place I rated Brave. Cool. Which I liked okay. it. I didn't love it though. Mm. Um, I watched a movie called Charlie Bartlett. Oh, stand. yes. I fucking love Charlie Bartlett. It's, it's a good movie. I didn't, no, 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 no. I didn't, so it's got Anton Yelchin and Robert Downey Jr. Oh. And Anton Yelchin's like this. Dis- was was so- this pre-Marvel? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure this that was the first movie I saw with Robert Downey Jr. in it. And I was like. Post-cocaine post addict. Yeah. yeah okay. um, but Charlie Bartlett. So Anton Yelchin plays like a really disaffected kid who's grown up really wealthy. And he's been kicked out of every private school. So he goes to public school for the first time. And in order to. Uh, ingratiate himself with his classmates. He starts dealing them psycho psychopharmaceuticals um, and giving them like psychiatric advice in the toilet stand. And it's <laughs> a really, it's a really well performed. I think Anton Yelchin is phenomenal in that movie, um, and it's a really nice movie. It wasn't like exceptionally great, but it was a really worthwhile thing to see. I don't want to wait until this episode airs to find out. Did you say it was on Stan? Yeah, it's on. Oh, Stan. that's great because my DVD version of it's like scratch, so I haven't been able to watch it. It's definitely, it's definitely yeah. worth watching. And Anton Yelchin is really good. Um, right. And then I rewatched uh, Mean Girls <laughs> again. Yeah. That's so fast. I think that movie is as close to perfect as you can get as far as like traditional screenplay structure because everything is set up perfectly. Mm. And then another thing my sister pointed out when we were watching it, you, the the continuity of the background extras in that movie is like nothing you've ever seen. They don't just have background extras. All the little characters that have their little beats, you know, like the, oh, you know, she once punched me in the face. It was awesome. She shows up here and there in, in places where it makes sense. So when they do the school dance, when they're doing it, the, when you it's watch it next time, because you all will watch it next I time. I think I watch it like once a year. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like a year. Yeah, pretty much. I don't much. usually watch it for the extras, but. Watch and just keep, follow the extras and follow the characters. So like the guy who Regina George is sleeping with in the projection booth yeah. above the thing is the guy who, um. Uh, what was it? He he's at the party and he he's the one. It's it's like just everything follows. And if you were to look at it from like a very objective point of view, all the threads match up to the right place. It's really clever. I'm really hope because it was uh, sisters written and directed by Tina Fey. Oh, written by Tina Fey as well. I think because so. I would it's not as love it's if there's like awkward. a it's... Tina Fey universe and we've never realized and all the Tina Fey characters exist in the same universe. <laughs> They're all in the background. All That'd the extras cool. are the same. I'd watch that movie. It's like, it's like being John Malkovich, being Tina Fey. Oh, yeah. I want to do that. I want to do that. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, that's all I've watched. Oh, I watched The Shape of Water with Josh as well, yeah. which I just it, I loved it even more the second time. I cried more. I noticed more the details in the design of that movie. There was a moment, too, because I did not notice coming because you were talking about how he wanted to shoot in black and white, and then when it went black and white and did the musical yeah, number, the, and I was just like, oh, my God. The black and white sequence, I think, is up there with one of my favourite moments in cinema history. Mm. It just... See, he was going to shoot it in black and white, and I was telling Chance, I reckon if he done it, he did. If he did, got to do it in black and white, the musical number would have been in color. Absolutely, yeah. Um, nice Anyway, so that's all I've been watching. So let's get into our. That's main... all, Shane. Yeah, I know. Well, look, you should that's see... done a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do four movies a week, and I try and watch TV shows. So anyway, so uh, our main topic: so games for movie fans. What kind of are there? Do you guys reckon? 
Um, well, I, I've got my classic that I always go to. Uh, this was something I used to, but I don't think I've spoken about it on air. I know I've told you guys before, back in high school when I had time and didn't give a shit about study because math, uh, I spent a lot of my time <laughs> watching movies, obviously. I always watched them at like 1.25 speed so I could watch more movies Wait, more so time. Why that? would you no, do that? So I could watch more movies in a day. But it's, that's, you, it, 1.25, so you're only saving a quarter. So you'd have to watch four movies in the day to make up enough time for a single hour and a half movie. Yes, and I did. I would watch five movies a day. It was perfect. Was it? I was on. I was on the second take podcast, also available on That's Not Canon. <laughs> and I was with the guys, and they told me they'd watched movies at double speed. Yeah, double speed's too much. 1.25 like, is the, the right. What's the, that's like, have would you, done you it recently? You, no, I haven't. Uh, I really should because now I don't have time. Whereas back then I had loads of time. So I was like, I watch more movies. No, I'd, Whereas now I have no time. No, 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 the filmmakers, just, skip the credits. If you have to skip, skip the credits. That's seven <laughs> minutes a movie. So you'd only need to skip like six watts of credits to have enough time for a movie. Yeah, that's that means I have to watch six movies to watch seven. Whereas You're I could watch four f- movies to watch five. Boom. Mathematics. I feel like mathematically my version actually works I think out. Math anyway, failed you. this had nothing to do with the game. <laughs> um, the whole thing I used to do is, and I had two versions of the game. I called it Degsep. Uh, Degsep. Degrees Sep. of separation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, where I would either grab two random movies in my extensive DVD collection, and I was like, all right, cool. How can I connect these two movies? I would start with, say, Evil Dead, and I was like, all right, Evil Dead's got Bruce Campbell in it. Bruce Campbell's in Sky High. Sky High has Lucy Lawless in it. kick. (laughs) And I I would just go through, connect the movies in, like, four or five moves, and then I'd watch those five movies. (gasps) Otherwise, if I wanted to just have more vagueness to it, I I would have to pick one movie... And then from that movie, I, f- I watch it, I finish it, and I go, all right, cool. This movie is directed by this person. It stars this people. What in my collection is connected to this movie? And I'd find one that was either directed by the same person or written by or starring cool. one of the other people. Yes. And then I'd watch that movie and I'd go through and I'd watch five movies a day because I was so watching what it you're 1.25 trying to say speeds. Is you had no friends. You were my friend, James. Or at least I yeah. thought you were. Yeah. We, never hung, we never did movie nights. Though. Yeah, it's because I was too, too busy watching movies by you myself. Lived, you lived quite far away from where I was. Yeah, I did, I did. And none of us drive. Yeah, I, I, I lived up the north side at that point. Wait, really? Ferny Hills, yeah. Oh, my God. Because I'm a fucking idiot. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, but yeah, I, like during that time in my life, I literally only went out with people to watch movies. I, I remember the guys at Garden yeah. City Cinema used to think I was like the biggest slut because I, I remember one time <laughs> I walked down and bought tickets with three different girls in the one day because I wanted to watch three movies. And people look at you weird when you go and watch movies by yourself. So I was like, hey, Katie, want to watch a movie? Sick, let's go. I've just I've recently started doing that though, watching by myself. Oh, yeah, no, I, I've, I've matured. I've yeah. grown up. Uh, I think when I was about... I want to say 18 is when I started going, fuck it, watch movies by myself. Yeah. I, well, oh God, I'm the weirdo who would just watch movies by I was, God, what was I? 14. And I just started going by myself. I saw the shape, uh, I was about to say the shape water. No, Lady in the Water. Oh yeah. Oh my God, it's the, in, <laughs> it's the water, the water cinematic universe. Um, I watched Lady in the Water on my own and I didn't, I didn't mind that movie actually. I don't get the loathing people have for it, but, and I watched The Covenant, which is a terrible movie. <laughs> um, I watched, I watched the number 23. I would yep. just go because. Uh, interesting. I, I remember I, I didn't I, want to miss the movies and no one wanted to watch the weird movies I wanted to watch. So I just <laughs> when went. I was younger, that's how I, uh, I oh, that's why I did. Cause I remember seeing, um, 
what was it, Lord of the Rings Two Towers by myself, and I was the only young person in the audience, and then I got creeped out and never did it again. The Two but, Towers, young people weren't in the Lord no, of the Rings? No, it was all old people. I think maybe young people were at school, and I was like, I'm going to go watch yeah, a nerdy it's midday. movie. It's like, yeah. 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 Uh, but that was how I first uh, watched In Bruges, because that was I hey. went in with a girl, and we were like, because I'd already seen three movies that, that day, and I was like, I've seen the three movies I want to see today. This is my fourth movie. Uh, let's watch that random one. In Bruges, best choice of my life. Best date I ever had. Oh, wow. Not a date. I went and watched a movie. <laughs> That's a date, isn't it? Um, uh, well, for me, I think I have, like, at home I have seen it. Yep. The board game. Yeah, right. where, and But see, no one ever wants to play with me. No, well, I play it with <laughs> Well, you've played it. You've yeah. played it. But then we're like, we're always with people who aren't like as... <laughs> so not an house into it. You know, no one yeah. wants to play with you outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Chanel and your family all lose. And yeah. it's you versus me, really. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's how it always goes. Um, and I had like the movie themed versions of stuff like Monopoly. Like, so it's yep. like the Lord of the Rings Monopoly. Okay, we're that. counting that because I wasn't really sure. I'm just like, I did more stuff like Chance that just like did associated with like games with like movies. Movies that I own. Like party games, like ones that you don't like, not actual physical board games or a thing. Mm, yeah, but yeah, um, I don't have anything. Myself. Well, there's what is there, there? Did you have any or no? It's just stuff. I did stuff like someone to transfer because I had no friends ever. Well, there's um, <laughs> I'm gonna like skip to this part because it kind of fits in. But there's yeah. like other party games. That, so there's the six degrees. Yeah. Um, and the initial version of the game is six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. And but now you can Google that. You literally go. You just this person's name degrees of bacon, and it comes up with how far away. But they're from now bacon. the thing is, what you do is you. <laughs> You change it so it's not Kevin Bacon; it's any actor. I once yeah. connected, uh, who was it? Uh, Rob Schneider with Judy Dench in Less Than Six Degrees. Um, it's really cool. And then there's also one that I didn't know was a thing. It's called Actor Movie Actor. Yeah, which we yeah. saw on Dailies. On Dailies, uh, a Brisbane web series, web series. By a friend of ours, um, which you can look it up. Uh, and that's where it's like <laughs> someone says a, a, a movie, and then someone has to say an actor who's in that movie, and then someone has to say a movie with that actor in it. But that's not the first one. You just keep going around to see who stumbles first. But we have a very uh, special thing today. So I've been talking to these guys from, it's a company called uh, Tin Star Games. You can find them on Facebook. They, uh, I, was at, like, I was having dinner with some people after a screening of my feature and they were telling me about this game. I'm like, what is, this sounds amazing. I want to buy a copy of this. I was there for that. You were there, you were there. So Scott, a friend of ours, left. Uh, <laughs> Scott Driscoll and Paul Ruhr. Um, I feel like we shouldn't say surnames because then people are just going to stalk these people, but. Uh, I don't too know. Late. I, too late. Too late. As soon as it. you said it, our producer Zane C. Weber keyboard <laughs> lit up and he started typing, typing something. And I'm like, oh, He's, someone's already stalking. stalking. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, so then they were talking about this game. And I'm like, really cool. So I sent an email, uh, email. I'm like, do you have any news about this game? I'd love to buy it. And he's like, oh, well, we're, we're still in sort of development stages. And then we started making this podcast. And I'm like, oh, we could do the game on the podcast because it'd be like, you know, there's podcasts for like role-playing games and sort of stuff like that. And so I sort of was chatting to them back and forth and they were sort of working on the game and uh, they've they've let us do this on air to help spruik them but also to give us a segment for the thing. Um, so a little bit about the game. Uh, the game was designed by veteran game designer Steve D and his two friends Murray Keir and Gareth Wilcock. Uh, they were inspired to make the game after having long conversations like via email about all like the bad film tropes that they kept seeing show up in different movies. Um, and it was also inspired by kind of like there's a storytelling game called Once Upon a Time where like someone goes once upon a time they start saying something and then you go to the next person. It's a very, very theatre sports kind of game where players have to improvise a story. in school as well. You yeah, 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 yeah. So drama class and that. Yeah. And you have to improvise a story from the elements randomly drawn on cards. 
Uh, so the game contains over 500 film tropes on a small deck of 100 cards. So you can carry an idea generating powerhouse with you in your pocket. And what's cool is it's a, it's about um, it's for, it's, there's some games that come with it. But you can also really use it as a writer to help either with writer's block or developing your own stories or coming up with something from scratch that you can then use as the groundwork for a project that you're working yeah, on. So kind of like cue cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Written. Cue cards for, for ideas and plots and, and generating yeah. kind of stories. Um, uh, but the, 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 the game comes with like three games that you can play as well as a full role-playing thing called genre cops which is like about it's it's they've explained it to me um and they're going to put all the rules so when you buy the game you get sort of the rules and it, it's, i was it's gonna really say cool. we didn't play genre cops before this are you gonna throw this game at us no no no, no 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 because i think <laughs> okay. we're, we're still waiting on getting the the, the final rules where they've sort yeah. of detailed what how to do that and i've also never done role-playing game i feel like i should do something role-playing beforehand well that's when we can bring in our very special guest zane c weber <laughs> who hosts many role-play games and role-playing a podcast now available on that's not Gundam productions.com uh, we're just nice this, plug again we're just we're just plugging this is everything. our plug episode anything else you guys want to plug nice. we'll plug episode but anyway so what you come you get the cards you get three games that you can play and a full role-playing game about genre busting cops fighting across fictional genres um and you get all of this for 30 dollars plus postage there'll be links uh in the show notes uh so it's published by tin star games who also make lots of other ga- great great Games. That's a tongue twister. They make get, uh, great games, including many for free. I want to back up a bit. Sorry, did you say that was thirty dollars, pl- uh, including posting or plus postage? Yeah, thirty dollars plus postage. Holy crap, that's so good. It's I really don't want to. I don't want to sound like a. Oh my god, did you just? But that's what you said. A steal. <laughs> As someone who plays a lot of board games, that is so good. It's good, and it's a really cool deck too. And it's it's it, I, the deck's really modular, so it's it's not like once you've run through the game a couple of times, you you kind of done because it's different every time you play because each card has their own sort of elements on it. It's thankfully enough variety to it that it doesn't yeah, get yeah, yeah. quick. Um, uh, and you can get it at, uh, the links will be in the show notes for that or you can check out tinstargames.weebly.com for their website. So uh, what we're going to do now is, so there's three versions of the game. The first one's called uh, Pitch It To Me and that's sort of a long form version where each player comes up with their own movie idea and they pitch it to someone who's pretending to be an executive um, and now I, uh, I initially was, we were going to play that one on air, but it just sort of, as far as having the time, making it a bit more dynamic, because this is an audio only podcast, no video yet. <laughs> no, I don't think I would have the, the we just get a GoPro, chuck it in the corner. People can see us wave our arms around like idiots while That's we... That's what they do and then they put it on YouTube and then they get a million views. But anyway, so we're going to play... There's a secondary... Why aren't we doing that? <laughs> we should. Yes. There's a, there's, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. sort it out. We'll sort it out. But there's a second variation of the game called Then What Happens? And so what it is is kind of each player is taking a prompt from the card and building a story. So it's kind of like that once upon a time theatre sports game and you take the prompt from the card. It's a um, whole bunch of idiocy, especially <laughs> with us. Well, it's funny. We, we played, so we, before we recorded this episode, we played a couple of practice rounds so that we knew that we could do it I swear air. we peaked off air. We, peaked, we, we probably did. And we'll, we'll make like the bad Oscar bait drama or something next. <laughs> Every card we, we pull will be that. We brought back Rick Moranis. Yeah, we, nice. yeah, we brought back Rick Moranis into the field of acting. So um, I, I, I guess, so we'll, I guess we'll just start. What we're going to do is we're going to be rolling the dice. I'm going to try Wee. and fill dead air. So Chance will start off. Cool. He'll roll the dice. Okay, I'm and going to try and roll it near the microphone. So roll you can it near hear the it. microphone. Zane, did you hear that? Excellent. Oh, wow. Excellent. And All so right. each card had lists these elements, different, there's plot, character, genre. Uh, scene and ending. And ending. So, scene and ending. And so he's rolled a five. Cool, so I've got number five. Uh, it's an ending, which is really difficult to, to start, start off with. Well, hey, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, true. Memento. 
Cool. So it's an uneasy alliance. So I'm going to say that a werewolf and a vampire, uh, this is how the movie starts. The movie starts with the ending where a werewolf and a vampire, they both join forces and they're like, you know what? We need to take down Hitler. <laughs> God damn it. Is it wait, set, wait, wait, in, wait. set in World War Two? It is set in World War Two. Uh, so they've got to take down Hitler. Because they've been warring So is years. this the start of the third act? This is like the... No, no, no. no, no yeah. This is the start of the movie. We're this is the start of the movie. End. We're starting at the end. So you know that at some point, this vampire and this werewolf yeah, yeah, will but that's decide what I'm saying, if you to take down Hitler. Hitler. Oh, right. It would be <laughs> three weeks earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they decide they've got to take down Hitler. They've been warring for ages. They've got to put aside their differences and take down Hitler. Go Josh. Prompt. Go Josh. Oh dear. Okay. Right. And so that was the ending. Okay, so Josh's going to I'm roll. rolling mine now. Got a number two. Two, guys. And one, two, two. It's a uh, plot and it's like, hey, that's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be interesting to see where this goes. Okay, hey, that's your mom. This is a, a plot point. So, so what did you say? It was a werewolf and a vampire? Werewolf and a vampire, yeah. Okay. But they've been at war. So are we, are we going back to the start where they're at war? I think so. Okay, three, weeks three weeks earlier. <laughs> three weeks earlier. In a full-scale war set during... It is during the 1940s. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So, so hey, that's your mum. Uh, so let's say there's the werewolf um, clan walking about... Uh, about town during the during their business, kind of like maybe like what we do in the shadows, but maybe a bit more darker, <laughs> darker <laughs> and gritty. Less yeah, yeah dark and gritty. Swearwolves, swearwolves, but, but gritty. Werewolves, W E apostrophe R E. Werewolves, exactly. Okay, yes, the plot. <laughs> there is no plot. <laughs> there is plot in this movie. So, okay, so that's uh, hey, that's your mom. So they're walking about town, and then they discover that the. Main werewolf's mum is missing, and they're like, "Hey, where is she? We can't find her." So they're searching all about town, and this like kicks off like the chase sequence of events. This is like this is a mystery. It's Sorry, like, is this going to be what starts the war? Is it the vampires? The war? No, the I believe this. The war's already amping up. Maybe okay. Maybe it's already tensions are really high. This is what breaks them. Right. So. They're like, what's going on? And then eventually they're just like, we got to find the vampires. This is like, this is too suspicious. Okay, so they don't find the body. No, so they, this don't, is, they don't find the body yet. There's like, no this, spoiler alerts, but is this like Dirk Gently season two right now? Well, that's that's a bit more complicated. But, but with like mums and less pink hair, more werewolves. Yeah, they're searching for the mum. So they're going about town. Tensions are high. Yeah, tensions are high. And then they're like, wait, we need to find the vampires now. This is like, this is they too reckon, suspicious. They reckon, they're suspicious. They reckon the vampires like, have yeah, kidnapped the mum. She's missing and like the house is in shambles. And there's like, a bit and like, the mum the mum is the the war general of the werewolves. She's the head She's the war head general, general of the werewolves. Okay, I'm rolling a four. It's a four. <laughs> oh god it's a genre it's a Christmas movie so we Shane Black it up Shane Black Shane Black it up it's set at Christmas time it's the it's, it's the first Christmas of the World War 2 first Christmas during World War 2 and they're searching for this that's why they're looking for their mum right yeah they're looking for the mum they're all together on it was meant to be the big family reunion the werewolf family reunion and I don't wearing know. the sweaters that she's knitted last year. For them. <laughs> but World War Two sweaters, so they're like got holes and stuff because they're all poor from the war. <laughs> <laughs> but they're looking for it. And it's, it was, you can make Christmas time and you can make it serious, I reckon. We need to keep it somewhat. It's just turning into a wonderful life. It's just a it is. It's a wonderful, it's a <laughs> werewolf-full <laughs> life. It's a werewolf-full <laughs> life. <laughs> so they're searching for the mum, World War Two. They reckon the vampires have done it. 
Um, and vampires, because vampires, because all the Christmas iconography that's around at Christmas time is, is all the crosses and stuff. They can't, where the, the vampires can't be around that. So they've secluded themselves off in a hill away from town. So they, they're going to, they, they've decided the, the werewolves, the, the vampires have kidnapped the mum. They're going to band together. They get all their weapons and they go up to the werewolf, to the vampire hideaway to seek out oh, their missing movie? mother. Maybe. Can Maybe. I just say, Maybe. I honestly love that idea and I want to write a Christmas vampire movie now where they it's can't, they can't hang around. They're like too much Christian iconography. I can't do it. That's really cool. You heard right. it here first, folks. We've actually yeah. made something. Number four, uh, I got plot. <laughs> and now cool. they are the cool kids. <laughs> Well, they've got their weapons. Now they're the cool yeah, kids. they're the cool kids. So, uh, so yeah, the, the werewolves are going Maybe up to the hill. Maybe like, they're like... In order to disguise themselves, the werewolves have to have a dress-up montage, like 80s <laughs> style, and now they're the cool kids because they're dressing up One of them cool. takes off their glasses. Are they dressing up as vampires? I think they have to. They, they, like, all, they, all, they all shave because they're... <laughs> <laughs> There's a shaving <laughs> montage. It's like these massive dog wolf men shaving their bodies. They're shaving each other as well. Oh, yeah, like, so Zack Snyder directed this, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Close up. Wait, so Shane back wrote it. Zack Snyder directed it. Yep. Okay. Yep. So they, they're dressing up like it's the cool kids because the vampires are considered the cool kids. Exactly. Them. It's just and like... the werewolves are like the, the burnout. Like I know Twilight now is kind of like, well, vampires are cool. It was happening in World War Two as well. Look at Hitler's hair. He was well? really into vampires. They're just playing baseball all the time. They're playing baseball. <laughs> they're smacking it long. I don't know why Bella's playing with vampires because she's not going to win. But uh, <laughs> so the vampire, so the, so the werewolves like rock up to the place. They look like vampires and, and they genuinely do look like vampires. They fool the vampires. The vampires like, oh, these are the cool kids now. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to infiltrate. So, that, so, so, so the vampires let them in. They're like, yeah, yeah. no, come on. And, and it's like this like really tense kind of inglorious bastard scene because there's, you know, you at know. The door, though, because at the door. Yeah, at the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, they need they permission are? to come in. They yeah. need to pretend they need permission. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, like, oh that's so good. Yes. That's so good. Okay. Okay. And right. then what happens? All right, I roll fast. And number four again. So that is a genre, so it's a family film. <laughs> well, well, okay, yeah, let's it's incorporate a family it. Christmas film. It's a family. Okay. Well, it's the family. So they. It's about the family. So, well, it's similar to like mafia style. There's like two gangs, but it's all really about the families. Well, They're all family. In the, the Godfather family. is a family film. Like, yeah. not it's not it's, a family. It's not four families. Well, it's and it's apparently it's the werewolf clan and the vampire clan and it's about them reconciling their differences maybe or can turn into to fight Hitler. That's right. That's okay, so they, so, they, so they're waiting for permission to get in, they get across. They get across and then there's this big moment where there's like, hey, wait, who are you guys though? Like we, we let you in, you're kind of cool, but do we actually know you? And it's just like, hey, I'm actually your cousin Vinny from... Part <laughs> 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 of the family. Part of the family. So they... um. As they try and like, and they're like, hey, should we celebrate some stuff? So they start celebrating. They maybe drink some blood that's like in wine glasses. And they're like, ooh. Okay. Okay. So they're going to drink some blood. Meanwhile, I imagine like, a, like they meanwhile, get into the house and it's like a cantina shot of but of vampires. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. Of like different types of vampires, like really like ancient looking vampires and like youthful vampires. And then they, they're like fully decked out in their cool guy gear and they're just like yeah and they're like kind the of period awkward. accurate cool guy gear because yeah, remember exactly. totally. this is 1940s but they got the fake vampire teeth they're all swing dancing the whole swing <laughs> it's like an underground swing dancing club what's that movie with Christian Bale in it swing kids swing kids yeah. swing kids with, it's like underground. Okay. That. Let's roll it. let's so, okay, continue so on so they're there and they have to drink blood 
Uh, we're rolled at number two. Uh, enemies in high school. Okay. <laughs> no, this works. This works because they're at the party, they're blending in, and then all of a sudden across the room they see the girl who they went to high school with and she knows who they are because this is oh, before shit. they were turned Ooh. to vampires and before they were turned to werewolves. She knows them. So Here she's... We go. She, the jig is up. They're worried about what's going to happen, so they confront her. And she's like, you're not. And then they cover her mouth and they take her aside and they take her into a side room and they're like, she's like, what the f*** are you doing here? You, you, you're going to, you, you know, I should, call the, I should call the vampire queen. Uh, you, you can't have werewolves in here. Well, what if the vampire queen has been missing? Just like the werewolf mum. Just like the werewolf mum. They've been and blaming then, their, each other. Okay. But really, it's it, 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 the werewolf queen's missing. So it's this big confrontation scene. Maybe, yeah. No, maybe, she, she thinks they've come. Maybe it's a big public confrontation scene. Oh. And it's, it's just super tense. So she's like, you're werewolves. And it's like, oh, and like everyone turns to look at them at once, that kind of thing. And it's <laughs> yeah. a really tense thing. And like, and then they, they decide to stall. They're like, you stole our mother. We want our mother back. And they're like, no, you stole yeah, our yeah, mother. Yeah, just like, you stole oh, our mother. So oh. it's like this Shane Black kind of mistaken identity <laughs> comedic thing. Okay, and so they're, they're saying, and they say, well, what are we going to do now? What are they going to do? I got a number four. Three, four. <laughs> oh my God, I just figured out how to relate this to Hitler. It's so perfect. <laughs> is, is it what I'm thinking? Because Hitler studied occult stuff all the time. Yeah. So he's trying to make immortality and because werewolves have longevity and vampires have... Uh, werewolves have the strength the and the vampires have the immortality. He wants both. Exactly. So he's kidnapped them. Which is why number four, the plot we got is a marriage in trouble. Marriage in trouble. <laughs> that's You see, that's because, you know, it's Christmas. There are families. Uh, if, if there's a vampire queen who's been stolen, there's clearly a vampire king. You know, can we relate something. it to be the marriage of the entire family unit is in trouble? Not oh, just the so, so it's not people. like a, a literal marriage. Yeah, it's, it's the marriage of like the clans. Yeah, I mean, that's trouble. what we did with the family. So why not do it with yeah, marriage? Like, keep it, keep it consistent. Exactly. Like, so you know, like, no, no, no. In order to, <laughs> no, I got this. The vampire queen and the, oh no, this is turning into <laughs> Can we make it? No, okay. The vampire queen and the vampire and the werewolf general lady. Yeah have decided to get married to team up. They've eloped. That's, they've eloped to try and team up to take down Hitler together because like that's the only way because Hitler's hunting us down. He wants our secrets. He's experimenting also, on They us. found out. It's not like they've already been taken by Hitler. Wait, they've so eloped. they each had to fake their own kidnapping because they had to go undercover yes. as well. Oh, oh perfect. Okay. That is a marriage in trouble. It's a marriage in trouble. Also, okay. marriage equality no. like 70 years before it happened in Nazi Germany, no less. What if... No. What if, like, their husbands have been kidnapped and the mar- so the marriage is in trouble and they think the husbands have been sleeping with each other? That's oh, what but, started but it, their cues and now that's okay. why they're... But it's actually that the, the Hitler's taken them. Hitler's taken them, yeah. So they think... And so that's how they've confronted each other, but then... So they've gone after it. Okay. The big showdown. Like, you did it, you did it. And then both queens show up and there's like a another and everyone turns again it's just this big like reveal <laughs> sequence and they're like we have to band together to defeat hitler okay rolling and so we're back to where it yeah, started so, so we're, we've it's hit, been three weeks already it's been three weeks <laughs> of, of planning and plotting so two um character terrorists 
Oh so, no. no, no. They, they, I'm, I'm stealing your thunder here, Josh, but the, what they're going to do is they're going to blow up Hitler's bunker. So in an effort to, all right, so they're banded together now. They, um, it's an uneasy alliance because they're still not entirely sure what's going on. So there's still like a lot of quips and it's like a very Shane Blackie and then like Christmas and it's like, there's still like that family division going about, but they do have a purpose and that purpose directs them to be like, we need to stop Hitler. We need to blow this building up. So what we need to do is build a bomb and use our, our vast knowledge of our, our vampire knowledge and our werewolf knowledge throughout the years to build a bomb and, to, and then storm it. And then we might be labeled terrorists, but we've got to do this to save our family. The guy forksing Hitler. The guy forksing Hitler. Okay, and I'll, I'll take Remember, the dice and we'll find the end. So they've, they're building this bomb, they're building this bomb. Please give me an ending of... Uh, Remember, remember the twenty fifth of December. Alternative history. Well, that kind of fits. Well, yeah, that works perfectly. They kill Hitler, boom, and then they decide to reveal themselves to the world as benevolent dictators. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> they are the vampires and the werewolves rule humans together to stop a anything like World War Two happening ever again. <laughs> It's it's it was They're started like, look, as an uneasy alliance. You are and now lesser an- beings. We are the ascended. We, are, we look. We know what it's like to be at war. We were at war for ages. We saw your war. It was pretty fucked. Let's your not do war it again. was so bad. We stopped being at war. So now we're going to stop you. And so they start. It started as an uneasy alliance and ends as the strongest bond between races. Dun, dun. That was beautiful, guys. Directed by Zack Snyder, yeah. written, yeah. By, written Shane, by Shane Black. Black. <laughs> I kind of watch it. It's kind of Monster Squaddy, isn't it? A little bit. A little. I honestly really monster, do want to make monster, a vampire monster Christmas Monster Squad. Movie. That was very inglorious. Monster Squad. That entire <laughs> thing reminded me of the Key and Peele sketch when they're pitching Gremlins two, and they're like, "Oh, this is actually in the movie." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is that. Uh, okay, well, so that's that version of the game, and we played a version of it before where it was a it was a drunken master Jackie Chan. Tom Holland gets killed. Tom, well, Tom Holland was like learning drunken master. We psychoed you, bitches. Yes, but he was learning in Prohibition era, and he's like, <laughs> Dad was like a. a, a Cop, but like a not John Dillinger, I think. Oh, no, yeah. John Dillinger's the game. I don't know. I don't know American. John Dillinger. <laughs> yeah. See, what, what I gotta say is what I like about this game is the fact that even though no, the the actual idea was stupid, but there were nuggets there. It's like, oh, we actually came up with something good. And you can always bend because I'm like, I kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. I like the idea of like it's like the cool kids in like that that kind of thing, but set in a period piece because you never see that. Yeah, and yeah. also teaching us like how can we effectively blend genres. Yeah, exactly. Fun. Genre blending is great. So what we're going to do real quick is we're going to play the quick fire version of the game. It's called Cliche Anything, and what happens is you roll a dice and you you roll the dice and you read out the corresponding element on the card, and the first person to name a movie that has that in it then gets yeah. the card. And like like in Cards Against Humanity, the first person who has five cards wins. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the round. Um, I may have invented the rule, but so we're, we're going to go first. I'll, I'll roll the dice, and then the first person to name it. So I've rolled a five, and the element is—it's a plot element, and it it grows gigantic. Them, yeah, them. Okay, yeah. So, so and then Chance wins the card. Yay! And what's amazing about this game is that you the movies that you think of first relating to an element are movies you would never think would oh. be your first go to. Yeah, exactly. But they are. And then you're, you're always kicking yourself to like, I should have said this yep, one. I should have just... said this one. Okay. See, okay. I already know. I can only think of one movie. What did you roll? Uh, so I rolled a four. It's a character. It's a Vegas showgirl. Showgirls. Uh, showgirl. Oh, yeah. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> showgirls. I mean, is showgirls set in Vegas? Yeah. 
Oh, it is? Okay, I Everybody haven't seen got AIDS I have shit, not man. seen... All right, show I'm going to roll now. Okay. Oh, I rolled a free. So my element is is an end, and they find their niche. Um, um, oh, mean Girls. No, 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 no not really. No. Geography Club. <laughs> I don't know Geography Club. It's a really bad movie. But they find their niche. It's a very, okay. it's very. Oh. I win that one. I know. It's interesting. <laughs> I win. Do you win that one? It's a you terri- said geography I, like, club. I mean, look, you're welcome to contest uh, because it's like a bunch of kids who are like all closeted and stuff, and then they make geography club because no one wants to go to geography club, so they make that to basically have like an LGBT group in disguise. Oh, and then what happens cool. is they're kind of outed, but they keep their club anyway. And a couple of people join, so they find their niche. Oh, so, cool. right. Do they actually learn anything about geography? No. Although, <laughs> see, I read the book and then I watched the movie. Shane rolled a and one, in the books, by the way. I, I rolled a one. Um, I read the book and in the book, someone comes accidentally, part of the plot, someone shows up thinking it's geography and they have to pretend to do geography. And that was never in the movie. And I'm like, oh, why did you leave that out? That would have been a really <laughs> funny scene. Yeah. So I rolled a one. It's a scene at a haunted castle. A haunted uh, mansion? Uh, castle? Oh, you know what? Young uh, Frankenstein. Oh, God yes. I was about to go, Frau Blucher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what, what is Chancellor on? Chancellor's on two, on one, right. Josh is on one. So technically I am winning. I rolled a four. It is an end. Okay, Love yeah. conquers all. Shape of water. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Oh. Timely as well. It's so good. Oh, fuck. Right, I'm rolling now. Roll a three. The frame is it's a plot, and you'll do the same if you were me. Oh God, you do oh. the same if you were me. Yeah, it's I a know plot. this. It's so. Um, oh fuck! I feel like it's like a like a Matt Damony kind of movie. You do the same if it were me. If you if you were me. Um, oh. oh man! If only Zane was playing. He's doing all <laughs> these. Come on, Quick, you know this. Zane, whisper a name movie. Whisper musical theater. Wait, wait, what? Oh, uh, oh fuck. No, not Chicago. Wait, Chicago, yeah. Oh, it is too. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Cool. It is but so I can't do it alone. Yeah, that is that is like the whole plot of Chicago. Okay, so I've rolled six and we have <laughs> it's a plot. Outrageous foreign accent. <laughs> Pink Panther, I'd say. Okay. Wait, what did he say? Pink Panther. Cool, yeah. Should, I was you should say have, breakfast at Tiffany's. I thought. I thought like yeah, the obvious. Yeah. The obvious one is. Oh God, no! <laughs> that is the worst. I want to make a cut of breakfast at Tiffany's that removes him from it. Do it. it. Fan edits are great fun. But it would like you can literally cut him out. He has no impact. Except on the for the one with the Last Jedi, where it removed all the women, <laughs> and it's like forty three minutes. Oh wait, long. did they actually do that? Yeah, it was. I There's feel no. like it was a troll post. Yeah, it's got to anyway. be a troll. Okay, chance to go. Uh, so it's a plot. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of one. Oh, maybe one. It was all Belgium's fault. Bruges. In Bruges. Oh, shit. Yeah, why didn't I not think of that? Uh, oh, we, that was a tie. Read yeah, that was a tie. Roll it. So, uh, uh, oh, yeah, no, just roll it, roll it and read from the same card. So we got a tie. I'll roll again and do the same card. So I got number one. It's an ending. Violence solves everything. Kill Bill. Yeah. Kill. Yes. Yeah. I would have done John Wick myself, but yeah. John Kill Wick. Bill. Actually, yeah, no, John Wick. John Wick works. Okay, three. Any how many are you on? Are you on three or four chances? Uh, I'm on three as well. Okay, we're, we're nearly. I'm gonna do, all right, I'm rolling now, and I got a free, roll a free, picking the card, and it's a scene and all at sea. In the heart of the sea. Yep. <laughs> done. Ron Howard directed. I'm on four. I'm nearly winning. I'm nearly winning. Okay, God number three. It. It's a an ending. Everyone joins in the dancing. Uh, Footloose. 
Okay, this might uh, be the deciding. This okay, might be Josh, the deciding one. Josh, you need one. to win this one so I don't lose. Okay, <laughs> I got a three. Fuck. <laughs> be quick, Josh. No pressure. Eve, what it's is a it? Genre. Jesus, all right. <gasps> Blockbuster. Oh, Marvel. Transformers. <laughs> You just, you just mumbled, <laughs> Josh. Mumbled. No, I, I said Marvel. You said Marvel. Marvel is yeah, not a... F- I, was, I know. I oh, damn it. You put pressure on me, Chancellor. So I don't like cool. this. So, I don't like this game. I lost. <laughs> so that's the game. It's really fun. Um, and it'll be available when this episode drops. Uh, you can find it on our show link. Our show, our show links. The link's in the show notes. Um, we'll make a post of it. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a very special competition. So I have my own deck up here, but I'm going to buy another deck and we're going to give it to for free as a, uh, for someone to win. This is really weird. You can win a deck of this from us. Um, what we're going to do is we have rolled the dice and picked a card and you have to give us a movie that corresponds to that element. Um, and what we'll do is we'll put a post up on the Facebook page as well and, and Twitter and Instagram and you just need to comment, like and share and in your comment you have to give us an answer to a movie where they say the titular line. So titular, if that's not boobies, that's, they say the line of the title. So, oh, my God. For example... I wish titular meant booby. <laughs> they say the booby line. You can make it. <laughs> that so uh, we'll put a post up on that and if you like and comment and share... Um, and if you've done all those things, we'll pick the winner and we will send you... Randomly pick the winner. Randomly pick the winner. Pick the winner. Not, whoever's first, nah, screw you. No, no, yeah, we will randomly... <laughs> it's not about speed, it's about... Well, we, we'd like Masses? To... <laughs> yeah. Persistence. Persistence is key. So, and then we will, we will post that deck to you and you can play all these fun games and more. So we are going to do an episode where we actually play genre cops, right? Oh hell yes. yeah, we got hell yes. yes! I was just waiting on the official rules to be sent to me, yeah, and cool, I probably good, good, think good. we might get Zane to yeah. come in and be DM or something because I have no idea how to do these things. But it's a really fun game, a really fun deck, and the guys who made it are really great. They're independent game creators. It's really cool. So go out and support them. How many we, players can it get up to? You can get yeah. like uh, I mean, uh, the, we've played with we played people. with five people. I think all like the long form game. You can go anywhere up to six, uh, six or more, two to six, four to six. It's really, it's a really versatile uh, deck of cards that gets a lot of things. So yeah, but we're going to do genre cops down the track once we've got the official rules and we can sort it cool. out because I think it'll be a really fun kind of thing to do. Are um, we able to play it in one hour, or will we have to do like episodic? Split it up. Either or. We could do like an hour version of it. We could do an episodic version of it. It'll, it'll be it'll be an ongoing thing and we might bring the deck to play to play quick rounds of stuff at the end of episodes or whatever, depending on how, how much work I've put into the the show. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> um, but we'll end with our top five and our top five will be uh, movies based on or about games of some kind. Not <laughs> video games though I put, because we're going to do a whole episode on video games I think down the track. Um, we'd have to. We'd have to. So, so I'll, I'll do my list because I feel, I feel like you guys are still maybe coming up with you. No, no, no I've got my list. Not, I, well, I'll do my list first anyway because fuck you guys. Uh, my top five. All right, Shane. Um, I have, uh, oh no, I don't have honorable mentions for this one, but uh, number five is Slumdog Millionaire, which is based on a game, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And yeah, it's yeah. an amazing sure. movie. Uh, number four is a documentary called Bobby Fisher Against the World, which is about Bobby Fisher. It's by a documentarian. Her name's Liz Garbus. She's actually probably one of my favorite documentary filmmakers she did a movie called what happened miss simone a couple of years ago for netflix she's 
exceptionally good at what she does. Um, and this is about Bobby Fischer and the the big match that he had against the Russian to decide the future of the Cold War, but it was chess. So, Oh, it's really, yeah, I heard about that. It's a very iconic thing and the documentary is about that and then it follows him afterwards and how he kind of lost his mind. Um, number three is Ouija, Origin of Evil. I knew Ouija, cool. Origin of Evil would be on here. It, it is. It is more, it, I think it's one of the best sequels I've made because the first one is so shit and the second one is actually amazing and then Mike Flanagan directed. Such a really fun good. board game as well. I've never played it. <laughs> has anyone? I have you guys actually games. played with a Ouija board? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not an official Hasbro Ouija board, just like a makeshift one. Does it? But see, I see. I'm. I don't believe in any of that stuff. So it would be, you be will really believe. terrible. You will believe. Um, number two is Clue. Yep. Yep. I fucking love that movie so much. It, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Is an, an adaptation. Or Australians know it as Cluedo. Is the board game is known here. The I, movie's called Clue here. Yeah, though, but right? the, the the board game is called Clue in America. It only just occurred to me how Aussie it is. Cluedo, mate. Yeah, Cluedo, yeah, Cluedo mate. mate. Yeah, no, yeah. that just happened too. Uh, Clue's an amazing movie. And then my number one, it's not my number one, I think I like Clue better, but uh, Battleship. Okay, yeah. I am an apologist for that movie because I think it is criminally underrated and a lot better than what people <laughs> say it is. Um, uh, we are going to do a whole episode. We're doing we a whole episode very on soon we're fighting. Have, judging by Zane's face. I want Zane in on this episode. Zane is a He's, very special guest. Uh, very special guest. <laughs> very special guest again. Um, but yeah, so that's my top five. Uh, we'll go to Josh. Yeah, cool. Um, my list is uh, it's not in any particular order. It's just um, interesting. You had really good choices. I didn't even think of actually. I didn't think of clue. Uh, I feel that. like it's very, not vague, but it's very open. Yeah, it's topic, very open. Like, well, I, I think like you could can, you could include something like the Hunger Games because there are yeah. Games well, in it, so. I did something. So starting at five. <laughs> I did like the movie, like the most dangerous game. Hunting Man is the oh, most dangerous ah, that's game, and it's the best is game. It called, what's that movie called? Because that's like a joke in just like every co- sitcom at the moment. Game. They always go how like like uh, Jack Donald. It is. It is a joke about that. Um, I think it is called the most. Yeah, dangerous it's game. called the most dangerous. Um, game. My fourth one is the King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. I about, love that movie. Love that. About fucking Billy Mitchell, you piece of shit. <laughs> Billy Mitchell. I will stand by that. It's a really good documentary. If you want to, it's a good documentary about the culture. That surrounds it, and like, oh, it's about it's people. about a guy. It's about a competition for who can get the highest points on in Donkey Kong. King, like, in Donkey Kong, yeah. uh, I was about to say King Kong. That's not a game. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the director yeah. of it, Seth, just watching Gordon, the movie, getting points. who's gone on to do like a lot of big comedy movies. He did like uh, Horrible Bosses and, and all that. Know, and, really? direct, and that's his first film wow. is the King of Kong a fistful of quarters but I do love how Billy Mitchell was, was like you made me look like the bad guy and he's like no I had to cut so much out to like <laughs> even have you be generally even slightly likable and it's just like yeah possible um, my third one is Jumanji because we all know the, the original classic, the classic yes. Robin Williams movie that we all know and love um, have you seen the remake? I have not. Oh, the sequel? Remake? Yeah. Adaptation. Requel? Requel. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't like Kevin Hart at all. So. <laughs> He's just playing the same thing yeah. all the time. Uh, my second one is Tron. Yes. That's yes. a fun one. Classic movie. That Tron or Tron Legacy? See, I like Tron I Legacy. Even, I still like Tron I Legacy. I love Tron Legacy. Like the PS3 like graphic. Just, <laughs> oh, that was terrible. really funny. But like, Honestly, I accept it because it's in a like a, an arcade world. So I'm like, you know what? That's yeah. the first time. Except so for the got, clip that they show out oh, in the, at the real very world. Start? Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. enough. Um, and my number one is Wreck-It Ralph because it's like yes. a fun, nice. really fun movie. And I, I love Wreck-It Ralph. Cool. Uh, so for me, um, I also have Clue. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, good. I had Jumanji, but because yeah. you said Jumanji, fuck it, Zathura. 
Okay. Uh, so Thor is really good. John Favreau did that one. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's great because I didn't I didn't realize at the time it was because when I saw the remake of Jumanji, I was like, it looks like a spec script that they had to slap a property onto. Absolutely. Turns out no, it, it was it was meant to be Jumanji 2. They wrote it that way. Uh but Jumanji already had a sequel, which mm. is Zathura. Yeah. The the movies aren't related, but Special the books sequel. were the books were literally sequels. They were the same characters oh, and everything. Okay. It, it, Jumanji ends with them getting Zathura. Huh. Um, Wait, really? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that detail. I was just like, I knew don't link spiritually. Um, up next is possibly the greatest adaptation ever. Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't seen it. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> I watched uh, that movie so many times. I rewound it all I, the time. I always went to rent it out when I was a kid and never got to because I was... And his henchmen are like licks inside of his ear and stuff. I'm yeah. Like, I, uh, I, I love that movie so much because it's so ridiculous. And it you know they're, remake, they're doing a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out like next uh, year. No. They're like Warcraft. Yeah, they've already be. failed it once. Don't fail it again. But, no, but, but in their defense, those are the best kind of movies to remake because if it's a bad movie, remake it's it and do it better point. as yeah, opposed yeah. to remaking a movie that was already great to begin with. Um, so my next one is a movie I haven't actually seen. Uh, I only saw the cool. trailer to it, and it may be the greatest worst movie ever, Truth or Dare. <gasps> yeah, I saw oh, the trailer, yes. I saw it. I yeah. love it. The thing is, I like the you cast that they've got. I love all those actors in You must play scene. the game. You must commit to the dare. The well, dare. It, it sucks because it came out the same, the, the trailer came out the same morning as Slender Man. I watched Slender Man first, and that trailer was the biggest piece of shit ever. Both garbage. Boring yeah. as shit, and I was yeah. really upset. And then I watched the trailer for Truth or Dare, and it just... It just picked me up. I was like, this is fun. Yeah. I'm going to watch the fuck out of this. They already spoiled a death in the trailer as well. Yeah, yeah. And my number one pick is Scott Pilgrim. Oh, uh, my God. Yes. But it's, oh, okay, yep. It's, no. got, it's, it's, it's everything related, about Scott Pilgrim. It's related to the video. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say, I was like, that's a comic book movie, John stuff. I mean, yes, it is. Yeah, based I was on worried about semantics. So I, I just completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. that would be a pick. Well, Thank you all for listening. That has been our episode. You can find us on Facebook at Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. You can find me at Shane M, Shane M underscore Anderson on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chanster or at Instagram at The Chanster. You can find me on Twitter at That Sundance KD. It's in all caps, so cool. I realized I was listening to our old episodes and you say the Sundance Kid and I'm like, is there a bunch of people who've tried to follow you and they've typed in kid? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You've missed out on all these followers. Yeah. Um, and you can find uh, this and many other great podcasts on that's not canonproductions.com. I feel like we've pimped that enough though in this episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Um, if you have an email, pimping. if you want to ask us questions or stuff, feel free to send us through uh, at uh, motionpicturerangers at gmail.com is an email address. We, need, we want some fan mail, guys. We're sending this out into the void. We want... Uh, but anyway, thank you all for listening and we will see you again next week. See bye. You guys. bye. bye. bye.